Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break Podcast. My name is Peter Adal, your host. And I'm your co-host, Serge. <laughs> and this is a podcast where we take a look at technology, behavior, and what this means for the future. And... Uh, yeah, well, I'm really excited for this episode as well. Episode yeah, this is three. episode three, yeah. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> We've actually done a pretty good job of cranking these out, which is nice. Um, it's always difficult to do from time to time. And thank you for all you who have listened in now for the third episode and those who come in for the first time. Like I said before, uh, this is an episode. This is a podcast where we talk about technology, behavior, and and what this means. Yeah, so today we're talking, um, kind of continuing our ownership uh, discussion and we're kind of talking about ownership of the home last time we talked about um the ownership of cars and we talked a lot about the like the tractor and how it's gotten so tech it's gotten so tech heavy that um you know you're technically not really owning that thing anymore so well it's it's software now instead of hardware yeah so i mean there's hardware but yeah so kind of turning that on on the home front um so you you own your home right peter I do own my home. Okay. I mean... <laughs> well, we'll get to that word. Okay. Yep. That's a legal legal term, right? Legal term. Um, uh, I have... I live in my home. You reside in the dwelling. I paid the previous owner, and I have a mortgage at the bank. Okay. A, a 15 year, so... Okay. And that's kind of the same boat that uh, that my wife and I are you in as well. Home, yeah. yeah. So we just bought our home recently, actually, uh, this year, and it was uh, interesting... Switch from <laughs> renting for ten years to now owning your home. Yeah, so it's 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 a big it's a big change. It, man. It's crazy. It's it's a massive like just mind shift completely. Um. So, on that note, I think it's just good to note here. How old is your house? Uh, two thousand one. Okay, and mine is nineteen seventy five. Yeah. So. So you did a lot of re- repairs into it. I updates. Well put things in perspective um and all you homeowners can probably kind of relate to this i guess yeah we'll call we'll, we'll call homeownership as for right now right so the first night we were in here our okay. basement flooded Lovely. so first first <laughs> night <laughs> i was like i did something wrong i did something wrong we've made a huge mistake and then uh this last year um, we've had some water issues from time to time. This last year, the biggest thing was while I had shingles at age thirty. Yeah, that's possible, people. Um, <laughs> we had a pipe. We had a pipe burst um, because yeah, this is the Midwest and temperatures get low. And here's the tricky part: yeah. when it gets negative twenty and things freeze and break. You don't know it's a problem until it warms up. Very true. I did not that realize that was the issue. Like, and like, why is my toilet not working? You know, type thing. <laughs> and uh, next thing I know, there's a geyser spraying out the side of my wall. <laughs> and uh, we're still kind of recovering from that, actually. Yeah. So, what about you, man? Yeah, we, um, you know, we bought our house. It was it was relatively, um, you know, well structured and everything. And we just kind of threw through a new paint of coat new paint of coat, new coat of paint on it. And, um, you know, change like appliance, change out like lighting fixtures, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I do have an interesting story. 
I was, I was not going to tell you this until the podcast, but right. So you know, we live in South Dakota, which is you know where the deer and the antelope play, right? And deer, what else okay. is here? Crazy massive wind. So we had a yes. crazy windstorm last night, um, and you know I look outside and we have a we have a fence around our yard, and then we have we're basically fenced in all around <laughs> on three sides minus the fourth side, which is the neighbor does not have a fence. Okay. And so I look outside. It's like ten o'clock at night, and the, <laughs> the fence is like wobbling back and forth and back violently, and, like violently shaking and wobbling. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it turns out that our fence uh, beams just did not hold up over the night. And so I looked out this morning, and um, it was broken in two parts. Two parts? Two parts, yeah. So there's one, like, on both ends, and one one in the middle was actually held up. So just, you know, the joys of homeownership. And And it's, it's your fence. It's my fence, yeah. Okay. So... Yeah, it's it's uh and it's kind of what I was saying it's just a shift of your mind like you know when I was renting we didn't have to worry about that. No. You know? You just you call the maintenance guy, you call the the owners and they come out and they they get it fixed and now it's now it's my problem. So, but you know, it's it's nothing like it's a not end of the world or anything like that, but it's just still right. You you still have more space. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we have a lot more space and uh and so that kind of you know, we were talking with you. Like, what is what is really owning? What what does that really mean? And so, I think, you know, I've come to the to the realization that you, I don't know, you you probably never really own your home, and that's that's kind of a that's kind of a scary thought too, right? And and I believe there probably going to be some people like, well, I I have my mortgage paid off, right? Yeah. Um, the the deal with that though is. You're still paying property taxes. Yes. You were bringing this up, yep. right? Yep. Um, unless there is a state where that really is not existent. I don't know. Yeah, any. there's there's a couple countries. It's like that countries that don't Yeah, there's this. countries that, um, you know, like, like well, let's see here. We've got um, Croatia is one. They have no annual pro- property tax. Tax. And that's a beautiful part of the world out there. Croatia, Malta. Malta's a tiny little... Really? Malta, yeah, Malta's no. off of Italy. Yeah. And then my fun one to say is Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. But, of course, you got to be like a millionaire to live there, you know? It's a right. tiny little country, too. Um, Fiji. Fiji's a nice no one. No joke. So, you know, if you all are looking at a place to live with no property tax... There you go. Oh, Fiji. Fiji looks pretty good. Just extremely high sales tax. <laughs> yeah. Fine print. Um... Well, I mean, and that's the way our tax structure is here. And honestly, in the state of South Dakota, we do not have income tax. Yeah, there's going to be some people listening to this who are like, "What?" <laughs> I know that's that's crazy, right? And for what it's worth, we do have sales tax. However, our sales tax is still pretty low compared to a lot of other places. Yeah, folks, we're just getting out of the the covered wagon part of our, <laughs> our state history here, so. We're still we're still getting into that, and I'm okay. I don't I don't mind paying less taxes. That's I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. However, my taxes are more than my parents in Minnesota, just the state over for oh. property taxes. Okay. Um, yeah, and, yeah, that's interesting. And um, we do like the state of Minnesota next door to us because they don't have taxes on food or 
clothing. This is true. Yeah, it was weird when I went uh, first time I went to Minnesota. I'm like, you know, you're you're buying a a pop or something. It's like ninety nine cents, and the lady's like ninety nine cents. Like, what do you need? <laughs> or you go buy groceries. You can literally, yeah, you know, count it out. There's a few exceptions to that, but yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the home thing. You talk about the jump from renting to home ownership. Now, I have three kids. Renting to me is a little bit questionable on multiple fronts. I can tell you next door. I didn't tell you this, but next door, there's house is a rented house. Okay. $1,600 a month. Yeah, that's nuts. And that's... In South Dakota, that's in nuts. So, in South Dakota, that is, that is nuts. Um, that is more than my mortgage, insurance, and taxes payment every month um that's for me that's more on a 15 year yeah that's crazy like for me that's i can i can get a pretty comfortable um i can like we're going back to our previous episode i can rent a car i can get a you know lease (laughs) a car in addition to that and still not make the 1600 that's nuts nuts um but if we go back to our renting days and there's some things i miss yes i I the the place we lived before here was a third story place overlooking a golf course. Beautiful. Um by two o'clock in the afternoon the shade was on our side overlooking oh, the, the the hole. Man. And I wasn't even a golfer and I just I would just <laughs> sit out there and be like, This is this is really nice. I just want to look at it. <laughs> and under you know, underground garage that was heated and um Yeah, the, so you could like wash your car in the wintertime, right? The lawn was obviously done by somebody else. Yeah. Um, when the, the snow came, it happens here in the Midwest. That was done by somebody else. Things like that were very nice. And, you know, looking at cost expenses, which I'm sure has gone up now in hindsight. And that was a one bedroom with a loft. So we actually lived in the loft when we had our first child. And then they lived in our bedroom, ironically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but But it was nice. It really was nice. And... When you're spending seven, uh, seven hundred, eight hundred dollars a month on this third store overlooking, that was incredibly peaceful. Yeah, your yeah. your heating is cost is extremely low because the rest of the building Just sometimes is you helping yeah. you heat. One apartment we never we never turned on our heat. We really? never ever turned we. And it was like and it was like it? 80, 90 degrees. It was just unbelievably how warm oh it is. Gosh. The middle floor people. Hint, hint. There you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and but now that's different. I have to I have to shovel my yard. Yeah, yeah. Same here. I gotta. I was. I was you got to repair your fence at some yeah, point in time. I, now, yeah. I called the insurance adjuster already today yeah. to to come out and yeah, take a look at that. And you got to do your. You got to mow your lawn, which. I mean, I, I do love that, actually. Really, that was one of my first summer jobs is mowing lawns. So I, I kind of have a heart for that. But Right. Um, and, and, you know, in, in a way, like, you got to do that stuff with your home now. But in a way, to me, at least, I like the like the physical, like, knowing, okay, this is my, my duty. This is my responsibility. I like that aspect of it. You do like that yeah, aspect I do. of it. Yeah, I do. I do. Even th- I, I like to think I would like that. <laughs> it's just, I will admit to you, I think to myself, when I redid the bathroom after that yeah. that flood thing in our basement, I felt good afterwards, okay? Yeah, yeah, you do. Right? Yeah. At the same time, 
there's a part of me that thinks, what if I screwed something up? And this happens again. And I mean, so there's that part of it that I'm a little, I don't know. Whereas before, I didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Surge. I didn't That's have to worry true. about that. Yeah, we've had, we've had times where like, you know, our, our uh, um, not heater, but we, like some, the house wasn't, the apartment that we lived in just wasn't heating up properly. And, and we were like kind of freaking out, like what's going on? And, you know, is it the water? Is it the heater? Is it this mm-hmm. and that? And we, you know, we try to do some creative things like turn on the oven and wow. open the door and like let the heat come in. Yep, yep, yep. So some of that kind of stuff. Um, Old school, Laura Ingalls Wilder days type <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, just getting out of that. We just got the covered wagon, recently. literally. Yeah, like like right. I said. So we had to do some of that. But then, you know, we called the maintenance guy, came in. Oh, yeah, here's the problem. Fixed it. Boom. And it's done. And it's done. And you don't have to think about that. But, you know, in, in some re- regards, renting, um, you kind of lose the the customizable aspect of owning a home and, like, being, okay, now, you know, I don't like purple. I want to change it to a light gray. That's true. You know, I don't like the the door handles that I have. I'm going to change them, you know. Or if you do paint, I mean, there's restrictions on what you can and cannot do. Yeah. If you do paint, you have to paint it white again. After exactly, and that's what we did too. Like we that. actually we had a we had a we liked this gray color. We painted our bedroom with that color, and then we had to repaint it. And that wasn't fun. So, so we're talking. I mean, here's the thing: we're talking about this, and we spend a lot of time talking about this. Hopefully, you can identify here. The deal is, is technology has begun to slowly change things yes. in the homeownership, even. Regardless of when your home was built, the 2001, yep. 1975, yep. uh, the th- things are coming out now that are making your home smarter, smarter, which means yes. going back to kind of a previous episodes of hardware, if you want to consider the house as like just the structure, software is beginning to creep into your home more. Oh, yeah. I think regardless of who you are, you require the internet to at least... Run Netflix on your on your TV, right? Yep. Minimum. Oh, minimum. Minimum, pretty much. Uh, I know there's some people who don't do that, but uh, for the most part, that's that's much that's much the case. And we have a couple things we just noted here as far as like you know new technologies that have begun to change things. Nest. Yes, Nest. Um, Let's talk about Nest. Okay. Do you want to go? Yeah, Nest was. Um, Created by the father, they call him the father of the iPod, Tony Fidel. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So after he left Apple, he uh, created, you know, he wanted to disrupt the the heating and kind of the cooling, I guess, uh, market. And so he created this just beautiful device. Um, it's called a Nest. It's a, it's a smart thermostat. And um, when it came out, I think they're on version three right now. I think so. V3. Yeah. So when it came out, it's... I mean, it looks like you you see like the the plastic white cheap ones with the green LED light. You see those all over the place. This looks like a like a dial, and the whole thing yeah. is just a dial, right? It's just beautiful. It's got the <laughs> the degrees and the temperature, and like it's it measures humidity and all that stuff. And it was super easy to install. And then the crazy thing was it hooked up to your Wi-Fi and it learned your your habits. So it learned okay. Peter likes to wake up around, you know, five o'clock. How would it know that? Do you know? Well, it just, it just, I think it has sensors and it would sense. Okay. Oh, true. You know, 
as temperature rises, it would sense that, okay, there's, there's somebody that's stirring up, you know, or somebody that's walking in this room or something like that. So it would sense these things. And then over time, it would actually learn your habits. So it will learn, okay, you come home at, let's say, 530 every night. And when you come home for the first few days, you would set the thermostat to, let's say it was in the summer, you'd set it up to, um, you know, 62. Okay. You like it cold. By the time it learned that, when you came home, it was already 62, which is crazy. Like, you're, you know, and yeah, we had programmable thermostats too in the in the past, but this is just taking it a whole nother level of, we're not going to program it. We're just going to do it because we know what you like. Right. And Google bought Nest. Yeah. So... I mean, I already, I already know as even an iPhone user when I use Google and I use Google to search everything online, right? It knows, okay, it knows where, it knows where Peter's home is. Yep. It knows, it does know my habit of like where I work. Oh, yeah. Right? So yeah. it knows also when I'm leaving, which I guess we tie that into a Nest functionality. Now it knows what temperature you like. Yes. Um, possibly. Possibly. Yeah, we're still looking through some of the the terms and the privacy. I mean, you got to take it. I think you got to take it with a grain of salt. Anyone that says, "Yeah, we will never share our privacy," I mean, you got to just take that with a grain of salt, right? Um, I feel like Apple. I can't remember the terminology they use, but they talk about some sort of privacy feature on more of a collective level instead of an individual level. Yeah, I yeah. remember what that's called. Um, but. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But um, so you're not looking at the individual person specifically. You're looking at a group of people, um, and you're querying that da- data probably based on specific things like where do you live, you know, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's it's called differential privacy. Thank you, differential I'm privacy for that terminology. Yeah. So Nest is like that. One of the thing that in the home world, the I ring the the door lock that you can open with your phone. Yeah. And you can allow other people to come in with your phone. I've I feel like this has actually been something that realtors have liked. Is this what I hear? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But they were able to show homes in pretty easily. They yeah. Just walk up. I, I I don't know I know one guy that one of my buddies has has the eye ring. Okay. And he really likes it. He um you know they just recently built their house and they really enjoy it like just and it's got a camera on there. You can see right. who's coming up. And, he's coming to the door. Right. So you can kind of see that. And that's cool. You don't, you don't have to look out the peephole. You can just let it look and see yeah. who's coming. Yeah. So I think that is, you know, that's another thing. It's just slowly and surely our homes are becoming more autonomous, more filled with all these gadgets that, know. Yeah. you know, they're talking to each other and that know a lot about us. <laughs> They know a lot about us, even if we don't explicitly tell them. You know, they just know. And so... So how does this come into the home ownership deal then? Yeah, so I think that's one of the... Um, to me, that's kind of one of the the benefits and, you know, real real draws of home ownership. Like, okay, you're, you're going to be able to... When you buy a house, yeah, it's going to come with a bunch of... You know, you're going to have a door handle, but guess what? You can buy a smart door handle or you can buy a smart something and you can kind of go down the road where you're able to upgrade and and set your home up to like, like Apple has this thing. It's called the, um, it's called Apple Home. 
Right. And you literally, when you get home, you tap a button that says, I'm home. And then you set, you can set up all your, like your lights, you can connect your, you know, different, like, let's say you have a CD player or you have some kind of a, you know, CD player. I don't know. I just totally, An dated, iPod. I just totally dated myself yeah, there. Totally, yeah. You have a Sonos. Let's say you have a Sonos oh, yeah, and true. you, you know, you say I'm home and then boom, the Sonos will say, will turn on, your lights will turn on and your TV will turn on and that's it. You just walk in. When I, I, as soon as I walk in the door, I'm, I'm hearing the Future Break podcast start off on episode <laughs> episode two, right? <laughs> yeah. um, right. Um, so it, it, it's it's really interesting because you can customize what you put in your home versus when you're renting, you don't really have that luxury. And we kind of both talked about, you know, when we were renting, you 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 can paint it, but you have to change it the paint back, or you can. You're not allowed to then, you know, buy a new appliance or, you know, buy something that, let's say there's a smart oven that comes out that can, you know, which is probably coming. You're right. Where you have an oven and you have, you know, temperature sensors and all that stuff and it'll tell you this is when it's done. And, man, you can't really do that when you're renting an apartment or a house. And so that's kind of one of the big I see as benefits of, quote, unquote, owning a home. Because it allows you to do that, it allows you to, to to build that you know that environment in your house. I I like that. I, I really do like, and I know that there's a lot of talk about. You talked about how Nest knows by the time you get home it's 62 degrees. Yeah. Yep. Now imagine that. Just know the rest of your environment knowing, coming home in your car and everything triggering like you said, automatically, not even having to press a button. Yeah. Some people talk about that's like the smart. Yeah, the autonomous home. Yeah. So knowing that and then thinking about how I know my my dish dishwasher or not dishwasher. My not my dishwasher. Oh. Mark, I'm going to mark this <laughs> one now. <laughs> what is it? My My washer and dryer. Okay. Thank there you. you go. My washer and dryer. They are smart appliances to a certain extent. Now, this is yeah. very early smart technology. I don't think it connects to an app, which is a problem. But I haven't seen that yet either. But I do know that, yes, now you can control these appliances, tell them when to start um, laundry, sometimes tell them when to start drying, potentially. Mm-hmm. I'm still looking for the automatic folding um, <laughs> tool, which I actually think does exist. It's not cheap enough, though, at all. But also just knowing, imagine this, if if your home knows it's Thursday, it's pizza night, you're coming home, it's already preheating the oven. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's ready to do that. And stuff. it's, pro- like, check this out, maybe it's sitting on top of your fridge, or it's a combo where you have your fridge, and then, you know, you put in the pizza, you preload the pizza in there, and it just, man, it just works with the fridge now, because right. it knows that, okay, the freezer is, you know, you put it in a compartment or something like that, or it has its own freezer compartment that you can put something in there and then right you know you're able to just turn it on so that's yeah that's that's another interesting direction it's it's exciting yeah Yeah. i i i do want to challenge one thing though that you said about 
the 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 home ownership home ownership is more customizable in that sense. Yeah. But as we've acknowledged, if you start introducing software into vehicles, repairs have to be done through those authorized dealers, authorized people. If you start bringing more software into your home, yeah. You have, you paid off the structure, but when repairs come, you can't necessarily main, maintenance yourself under maybe some guidelines that you set you purchased from or yeah i think it depends like some things i mean some things you would be able to maintenance yourself and you're able to then um go from okay i can i can actually change this thing i can update the software on this thing right whereas other things you're 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 kind of at the mercy like I probably would never touch the water heater. I just don't know anything about it. You know, I, I, w- I wouldn't do anything like that. <laughs> Versus a thermostat, yeah, I could probably take a look at it. I can tinker around and, and you know, Google some some troubleshooting topics and, and try to figure out why it's not working, you know? Well, the just a simple idea of that and knowing... If I have customizability within the app or something like that, mm-hmm. and everything's connected to the internet, the internet is kind of the hub for making all this possible. Yeah. It talks to everything for you, or is, the, or is the device the connection point? Then going back to the software side of things, things need to be able to update automatically. Yeah. Or yeah. the software provider needs to be able to update things for you. And... I've thought about this just even from a renting standpoint. You're right. The customizability might, be, might not be there. There's a part of me that does imagine, though, like the iHome, a part of every single. Hmm. And I'll, and that's, that's scary and, and kind of cool at the same time. Yeah. Uh, every single door in this apartment complex is run by iHome. Uh, we, we we'll talk about this some other time, but Amazon Alexa AI. Oh, Amazon yeah. just apparently they're going to be stocking. Uh, a hotel in this case, the Win Las Vegas is putting an Amazon Echo in every hotel room. That's crazy. so. Just think about that now on a renting side of things, where I'm sure there's going to be some customizability. But if you, depending on where you rent, maybe there is going to be that type of feature built into the room, the i the i yeah. the i ring again there, as far as like a door handle, things like that. This technology being built into the renting space. And I've known like with um, like when you're renting a uh, let's say Airbnb, you're renting a cabin for the weekend. I know a lot of them, and I've done this myself, just looking through the list of amenities, it's cool that you're seeing a lot more of these smart devices part of the home. And it's actually a, a draw, a draw of, I want to rent this house versus this house, which is on the same street. They both, they're both beachfront, but this one has some more toys. You know, this one has some more... <laughs> gadgets that i can you know i can control and i or vice versa you're like i want to get off the grid man <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's that's the other i don't part want too. any of that stuff yeah that's the other where's part my old-fashioned key in the hole turn to open my door i know i don't man I, I think with keys we're just not gonna have keys anymore soon it's all gonna be biometric it's all gonna be just biometric you or know, your phone your is phone the key or, yeah you come to the door it opens for yeah. you yeah which also makes me think the value of the phone um, yeah. for a lot of different things. Yeah. I, I feel like this, this episode has maybe evolved a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, home ownership, we, we would both agree 
is still going to be the best way to customize your life. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. when it comes to your your living environment, um, I do think renting will maybe have will grow up a little bit. I think maybe not this year, but let's say in the next three years, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but a complex is built with a lot of these features baked into it. Yeah. Like you said, comes with an Amazon Echo um, or comes with a an iRing, a Nest thermostat. It knows all this stuff, so everything is, is set for them. Yeah. I think, on the, honestly, if I'm, a, if I'm an owner of a, an apartment complex, there's a part of me that actually likes that. I can control them. There's a passcode involved so that people can get into their rooms if they need to. Without um, me having to drive out there, yeah. Without me having to drive mm-hmm. out there. The maintenance guy maybe can actually be alerted of problems before they exist. Right. Or that the that the your customer, the renter knows yeah. they exist. And that nest control ship can maybe help offset how much I need to heat the hallways and things like that. Um Yeah, I think that exactly. That's that's probably it's it's also a benefit to the um to the company that builds, you know, these these complexes or even these homes where they can start sensing and monitoring more of what's really going on. And so they're actually being able to save money on heating expenses or cooling expenses because they know, okay, well, we, we don't need to heat the, you know, the hallway to this, this temperature. We just, we can sense it, you know, we don't have to always, I don't know, waste a lot of that money and resources on that. And so it's probably going to come to the point where, and like you mentioned before to me that millennials are kind of looking at that, um, you know, that market. They're looking at coming to a home where you've got all the plugs, you've got all the things that are that are necessary to continue kind of your digital first life yeah, style. That's very true. Right? Versus you're coming in and you're having to redo the electric grid in your house because you're, you know, nothing is set up. Yeah. I mean, that's – I've actually thought about that is – you know, potentially as a wireless power comes, does my house now to be to be outfitted for every socket to be changed over to some sort of yeah wireless extender for wireless power? Whole another episode, but totally yeah yeah we're, yeah we're getting close to the end here. Um, I think one thing we should just at least acknowledge here. One thing that got us on this track was Elon Musk's talking about the 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 um. Wow. The shingles, right? The shingles, yeah. Yeah, if you can't tell, we love Elon Musk here. <laughs> Elon is like our 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 spiritual animal, you know. Right. And he's 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 like he's a disruptor, Peter. He's a disruptor. He is. He comes in and you know what his first company was um x.com, I believe. And that was basically PayPal. And they actually merged. X and PayPal merged together to create PayPal. And that's how he made his fortune. And then he went on to disrupt um, Tesla. He started Tesla in 2004, disrupt the auto industry. And then he went on to, hey, you know what? Let me start a space company while I'm at it. Yeah. And they did that. And now, you know, with with his cousins, they actually started SolarCity a while ago. Now they just, Tesla bought off SolarCity. Yep. And we saw... We can link it, link it up in the show notes, but there's a um, unveiling of the solar panels that are actually baked in directly to your shingles, to your roof shingles. Yeah, and researching this, this is very exciting as a homeowner because I see multiple levels of being able to generate your own um, electricity. Yeah, the also the ability to 
uh, let's just say, going back to how much we hate snow removal, the <laughs> concept of shingles being able to almost, I don't know, naturally just slide the snow off or just maybe even a little bit of heating element to it potentially. Yeah. yeah. Like they get hotter based because they're trying to pull energy from the sun, right? Yeah. So that that takes care of that where your roof is actually clear most of the time. And apparently, and this is still, I think, a little bit up in the air, but he has stated that it is cheaper to put the, install these than regular shingles. Yeah, he's got a quote. That, and they last longer. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's got a quote. Um, it's quite, and this is him saying, it's quite looking, it's looking quite promising that a solar roof actually costs less than a normal roof before you even take the value of electricity into account. So the basic proposition would be, would you like a roof that looks better than a normal roof? Lasts twice as long, costs less, and by the way, generates electricity. And this is the kicker. Why would you get anything else? Yeah. Cool quote. I, I completely yeah. agree. My next roof would want to be one of those things. And I think he solved this in, and not he, but the entire Tesla, Solar City, really genius people out there. They solved the the problem of solar was kind of out of the reach, you know, of people because they had to buy these expensive or in other either buy or lease these expensive solar panels put them on the roof i mean they don't look the best right they don't look terrible i guess but they don't look the best but now it's like well let's just bake the solar panel into the roof itself and i think it's just like one of those well duh <laughs> you know it just why didn't anyone think of this before and maybe they did but i think it, it just makes so much sense well, when he introduced the power wall, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah. Where you have the battery that was actually the battery that was used inside the Tesla, ironically. Yeah. To be actually on the wall of it, say your your garage. He stated that if we if we converted all the roofs to solar, we would be able to power this whole country. Um and and so knowing that, but I mean, just in the sense of like going back to home ownership, if you are able to power your house by the electricity from the sun on your roof, that's, I think that is also kind of a game changer. That starts yeah. cutting down expenses there. If you have more and more of efficient things, and we talked about how, you know, Nest, not only knowing your behavior, but also trying to be more efficient with what you know, probably energy costs are. Yeah, and it's always learning you. It's that's that's the key, I right. think. It's always learning and, and hopefully adapting. learning to do things even more efficiently as well for you. Yeah. I I'm I'm excited about that. I really am excited to see where this goes. I know that this really isn't necessarily open to the the public completely yet. But when I get my shingles redone, I'm I'm really looking forward to yeah. something like this. Even just figuring out what's what's the cost difference because we I mean they say that it's going to be less but again we we just don't know yet we just don't know until the price is fully announced what these things are going to cost but it goes back to west and east coast yeah right and now we're in the and we are in the Midwest so from what I understand electricity does cost less here than it does on the west coast yeah that's right? true so if this is where it's being unveiled. Well, is it twice as much than here then? And, right. And then it's like, well, eventually I suppose we'll get there, but Yeah, I think these uh these solar roofs, I guess, they're just no they're just no brainers. Like in the West Coast, you know, you have a lot of sun, you have so much 
I mean, there's just no reason why you shouldn't even consider that as your next option, uh, just because you can even sell back to the grid. You know, a lot yep. of municipalities let you sell back to the grid, which is, hey, there's not only are you saving money, but you can possibly make, make some money. Some now, money. You know? So yeah, I think it's 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 an interesting future and so I'd love to get your uh, your future breakdown, Peter. Future breakdown. Yeah. What's your what's what's the future breakdown on renting versus owning and kind of how the the smart tech changes that conversation maybe? Well, I still like to look at things and I've said this before. Comfort, convenience, and time factor mixed with price. Mm -hmm. There are always going to be people who are want to customize everything. Yep. And if you truly want to have that flexibility, home ownership is where you're going to end up having to go still. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. At the same time, the comfort aspect I think it's a real big kicker. Yeah. Because uh, I still miss it. And I'm a homeowner. And even though we're recording in my basement, which I didn't have when I rented and things like that. Yeah. Or recording in my studio, basically. Yeah, don't say to, basement. Yeah, <laughs> this basement's not quite right. This is a studio. This is a proper studio. Proper here. studio and everything. Uh, I wouldn't be able to have that there. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, if I wanted to have a proper studio, I'd probably have to rent from somewhere then as well. At the same time, some people just hate mowing the lawn. Some people just hate shoveling snow. Yeah. And they will always pay for that. And I would think one thing we forget about is if you own a home, you can still pay people to do this. Yeah, totally. What I'm curious is down the road, if there's ever going to be a financing option type thing where you you purchase the home, but it's almost like your monthly payment for your mortgage is wrapped into a service payment as well as a part of a company that manages. I'm also going to be providing these services huh. that people hate into as well. Interesting. If some, if some business can do this, work with a more like a, a lender or, or I don't know, maybe work, they like work a with a bank or something like that, to yeah. be honest, because those are going to be your primary lenders, right? Yeah. But to incorporate that into just kind of the monthly payment, I mean, imagine this, $1,600, would I pay more? Would I pay, I don't know how much it would be. I'm just going to say 250 Yeah. I could be wrong on that. But let's say it's 250 more per month for those services to be automatically baked in there. Yeah. Would that be an easier payment for me if I know that was just a continual habit and I didn't have to worry about that and yet I was still owning my home? I think so. Anyway... That's that's one thing in my mind I'm just thinking about is potentially down the road, somebody figuring that out. And it still could be separate from the actual mortgage payment, let's say. But but anyways, um, as far as technology, I think it's a really great point of your internet and quite honestly, internet providers, I think you're going to have a really big leverage at some point in time because those are the, that's the connection between everything in your home that's going to help make your life more comfortable, uh, and sometimes in this, sometimes efficient. We talk about Nest. We talk about smart ovens, washers, dryers, all that working together that requires the internet to work like that, and that also requires you to give permission to these de developers or the makers of these products to have direct access to you. So there's going to be a lot of question of do I give up some of that privacy issue? There's been issues already, but one thing you're going to have to 
be okay with is people to have direct access to that so they can update it for you. Yeah, I think that's the key. Um, my future breakdown is this, is that we have to get to the point where these like patches, for example, like software patches, let's say your your dryer is at the risk of overheating or something like that. We have to get to the point where these patches just are done automatically. Right. They're not, you don't get an option. You don't get to download anything. It's just done automatically for you. Um, I'm reminded, I don't know if there's a lot of our listeners, maybe they're fans of um, Mr. Robot. They had an interesting episode. I forget which one it was exactly, but um, it's where the society, F Society, hacks into a smart home of one of the execs uh, of Evil Court. And if you if you know the show, you you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, just bear bear with me for a sec. Um, and the crazy thing is, they were able to um, find exploits. Like this home was wired up to be completely like you can turn on the shower, you can. I mean, raise the blinds. You can do all these things with a device that just lets you do it. Lets you do it all. You don't have to ever touch the switch anymore. You just do it, you know, by yourself with this device. And so they were able to hack into it based on unpatched uh, software problems and issues with all these devices. And the the lady that was in this in the house was kicked out, or she she left because they turned off the thermostat. And it was freezing, and so she had to leave the she house. Had to leave the house. Yeah. So, like, that's where I'm seeing. That's a big concern of mine. Is do are we potentially, if the infrastructure is not set up to, to support that, mm-hmm. like the ability to patch these things and to, to make it where it's where it's actually secure, we can run the risk of that happening, you know, to any house. Like these, a lot of these things can be hacked, and. This is not hacking a phone. This is hacking your home. And that's scary because you have, that's your most private place usually on this earth is your home. And and, and at, admittedly, probably a lot of play, things currently where people say, I feel most secure in my home. Yeah. yeah. And imagine now that being potentially hacked. Yeah. yeah. So that's I, a great point. I think that um, just going back to the, to the, you know, ownership versus renting, I don't think we'll ever get away from quote-unquote ownership i think we're all going to um own own a home and whatever that whatever that means that's either paid off or that's you're you're paying it off or it's you know all all you're doing is you're paying property taxes you're gonna you're gonna have that home that you're gonna work on um and there'll be some people who want to rent specifically for that convenience factor i suppose i think what's going to happen what the disruption is is the renting market is going to like you and i were talking about it's just going to start adding these devices and these convenience things these technology solutions that will help um make it more convenient and and for the people that don't want to mess with you know i don't want to fool with shoveling my snow i don't care it's just going to make so much sense and if the price and the cost of owning and renting can be more equalized, I think it's, I mean, I think we're going to see a shift. I think people are going to start renting more. You think so? Yeah, totally. If I could pay what I pay now for my home and, you know, either either get some of those services included or not, I probably would rent. You know, and, and maybe the maybe the... The structure of the conversation has to change a little bit from, okay, you're renting a home, 
but you're allowed to change X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Versus you're renting and you can't change, you can't paint it, you can't do anything to it, you know? Or you're renting a home and you get an allowance of, you know, here's the, here's a list of things you can choose from that you, you can, can get add, add to, to your, your home. home. Yeah. Add to your, your so that, that if I can totally see that happening in the future where we get, we get that kind of a, you know, that option, I guess. So, you know, that does actually bring up a good point though. If, if we get to that point down the road, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I think if you purchase a home right now, and I can't believe I'm going to say this because I, <laughs> I don't, I have mixed feelings about home ownership right now in my own life, just because I, shingles, the shingles break. Even if I want Elon Musk shingles, I still got to pay for that, right? Yeah, totally. Right? So that's the part I still have angst over from time to time. But I will say this. If you purchase your home now, you have a home ownership. You can be, from the get-go, implementing things on your own customized level. Yes. And I think there's actually something nice about that. I agree with that, yeah. So, I mean, somebody's going to come along and it's going to be the thing that people are like, this is awesome. I'm going to choose this. Yeah. It's going to be kind of the tipping point. But nonetheless, if you still are able to kind of have control over things from the beginning, that actually might be a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I probably would never want smart blinds, for example. Like I'm, you know, I'll just go and open the blinds. But some people might like that. Some people might like, okay, I just, I don't have to mess with it. Once it goes back to that tailored, I'm going to add this. Yeah. I'm going to add this. I'm not going to have this. I don't need this. I don't want this maybe in some cases. So. But everything is built to support all the options essentially. Right. So. And you can get to control that from the get-go. Yeah. So. Cool. It's tough, man. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for listening to uh, you know Future Break, and we're really excited to keep recording more and, and uh, dive into some of these topics. Um, you can check us out, and you can find us online. Uh, you can actually go to our website, which is futurebreak.net. And then also we have a Twitter, uh, Future Break Pod, P-O-D, and uh, you're able to just go ahead and just give us a shout out. If you have any questions, we're probably going to get more and more active with uh, social media and do some polls and different things like that. Um, so we'd love to get some feedback from you. Review us on iTunes as well. We're on iTunes. Yes. And um, yeah, we look forward to just talking about more of these kind of things and we hope, we hope you find it interesting. Yes. Otherwise I completely add to that. Go check us out at futurebreak.net. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, as always, um, if you want to hear maybe some more information be, behind us, some background information, especially if this is your first episode, I highly recommend you go back to actually episode 001. That way you can kind of get a little bit of a, a sense of our background yeah. and how we came at, come at this. Our perspectives. Our perspectives. Yeah. So anyways, thanks again. We'll talk. We'll see you next time in episode four. Take care. Take care, guys. <laughs>